You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We want to shout out a special welcome and hello to the people of Inverell in New South mm-hmm. Wales. We mentioned that right at the start today. If you're from Inverell, we'd love to hear from you. 0491 is the number to text. Inverell is, you know, for those who may not know, is about an hour or so, an hour to an hour and a half almost away from Moree in uh, central, well, northern part of New South Wales towards the Queensland border. Inverell is actually known as the Sapphire City, so it's known for its gems. My husband and I used to drive through there a lot. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. It's right on the McIntyre River, so close to the Queensland border. So, yeah, just shout out. Welcome to those our listeners on Faith FM in Inverell. But right now, we also, before we go to our quiz, we're going to just ask Michaela. Michaela, you're our work experience student here this week. We welcomed you yesterday. Welcome once again. Hi. Hi. It's good to have you back. We, like, we are so, Lawson and I were just saying when we were off air, we are so impressed with you that you, <laughs> as is such a young person, you know, sometimes they, they like to sleep in at your age, don't they? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, once, especially when school's at, not, not, well, school's out, you know, and you can actually sleep in. But you're actually getting up really early in the morning. But I heard that you had a nap yesterday. Tell us about what <laughs> happened there. <laughs> Yeah, so yesterday I was dealing with my morning wake-up, like, yeah. Early wake-up and then you were tired, that's right. I get it, we get it, we get it too. I'm still in that phase as well, being new on Faith FM, but yeah, so. Yeah, so in the afternoon we came, like, we went back home and I was, like, so tired. I was like, oh, we had lunch and then I was like, we played a game and I was like, oh, I'm a bit tired. Mm -hmm. So... I went into my room. I just like I was gonna put on a timer on my phone. Yeah. I was gonna put it on for forty five minutes and mm-hmm. I was gonna take a quick nap. So I was like ready for the rest of the day. And so I did that. Oh well I didn't set the timer. I forgot to You do forgot that. to you were so tired you forgot to set the timer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. So I put it down on this table outside the door so I could had to get up. To go and get it. Classic. And so... Um, I did the same. It's, it's, the, it's the only way to wake up early in the that's, morning. That's the way. Yeah. You have to walk to, to turn your mm-hmm. love off, hey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so I forgot to do that. I went and laid down and about five minutes later, I'm asleep. And three hours later, I three wake up. Three hours. Se- se- several 45 minutes over and over and over. Wow. Three hours. You must have been really, like, really, really, really tired. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Radio A. This is, you know, it's the nature of the game. We're in here it's earlier. We're in here getting a dump up. Fantastic work, Michaela. That's We're awesome. excited. And you're, you're actually putting us on air and off air today. So thank you for doing that. And yeah. you're doing a fabulous job. Thank so, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just really exciting with what you're doing. Hey, Lawson, what's our next quiz question for today? How many brothers did Joseph have? Ah. If you know the answer to that one, <laughs> 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Again, how many brothers did Joseph have? 0491-064-669. I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a clue again. This, this is talking about Joseph from the book of Genesis. Yeah, yeah, the one that had the multicolored, technicolored dream coat. You know, That's the one right. that there's the musical for that too. Absolutely. Hey, 0491-064-669. We have our amazing prize for this week, the Bible. The we Bible. Are, have this Best incredible book. Bible that we are giving out. It is really, really 
well made. It is full of amazing features like study guides, center column references, just every good thing you could want from a good Bible. We want to give it to you. 0491-064-669. You have to just answer the quiz correctly and then you will go in for the draw. We have a bunch of text messages oh, here. Bunch just, of text just it's a so exciting. Stack. Oh. Firstly from Wayne, he wrote in back towards the beginning of the show, we're talking about favorite Bible books yesterday, and we mentioned, oh yeah, and Wayne talked about Hosea. Uh, and he he said this scripture got me into Hosea. So he points out, you know, the verse that really got him into it. Hosea one eleven, then the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head, and they shall come up of the land for the for great will be the day sorry um, of Jezreel. The book is reminding me of the times we are in now with the government's protests, rebellious, the world uh, is out of control and forgetting God's law. Remember his love. John 3.16, God will lead his people back to him. God loves all, God's love always. Uh, sorry, uh, my screen is just moving a little yeah, bit because mine is too, there's lots more text of texts coming, coming in. <laughs> yeah, the world was blind when the Messiah came. They were too busy keeping uh, their laws. John the Baptist was awake. He was doing God's work. We need to be doing God's work every day, not being uh, too involved in worldly things. Or the second coming will pass by like it did most of the world the first time. Yeah, absolutely, Wayne. Interesting mm-hmm. thoughts there. Interesting thoughts. Got another one coming in from Suzanne. Now, this was in regards to the story that I was sharing yeah, about coming out of Greece. Mm. So, so how could that husband strangle his wife, even if she was pleading mm. for him to do it? It doesn't bear thinking mm. about it. Now, I so agree with what you've said there, and, and And we were considering, you know, off air, we were talking about it a little bit, is that at the end of the day, yeah, whether she was, you know, asking him to do it or mm. not, which already, like... Again, is a little yeah, it bit blows circum- my mind. It's a little bit circumstantial. I'm a bit sus. But even if she's there, like 100% begging him, you know, oh, I'm g- going through this difficult time, just take my life. It's murder. Yeah. If if yeah. It, 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 it is, and and I am just absolutely shocked. And there are lots of cases coming out of you know, this, you know, euthanasia push that are quite shocking. You know, we talked about the PTSD case from Canada. Probably the most shocking one was one that I talked about all the way when I started doing radio here on Faith FM, all the way back in 2018, about a 16-year-old girl from the Netherlands who was struggling with depression. Mm. And, Mm. And she was struggling with depression and she had convinced the doctors that my depression is bad enough to warrant me, uh, you know, legally taking my own life. And, and it's just the most sad, terrible, harrowing thing because, you know, here in Australia, we're trying to fight the good fight against youth suicide. Yes. And yet now these laws are, ena- these laws laws are enabling are people. Enabling yes, it. yeah, yeah. And, but then yeah. in this case, in Greece, I'm like, this is just murder. Like this yeah. is... At- and so it's yeah. it's a really awful situation. You guys can send us in, let us know what you think. We had another text Absolutely. message in regards to that too from Stuart. He says, the Bible text that comes to mind where all commodities are reversed in value, man is reduced to a product with the best before and in use by date. Sad reflection on the thinking of the world uh, right in line with Satan who would have us all destroyed. Mm. And then he wrote the passage there, Stuart did, uh, in Revelation 18, 12 to 13, the merchandise of gold and 
silver and precious stones and of pearls and of fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all tying wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of the most precious wood and of brass and of iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots (laughs) and slaves and the souls of men. So yeah, talking about how all of these things that we esteem to be valuable, you know, most of them being some kind of good. It's like all of their value just falls away, including the souls of men. Yep. Uh, and it's it's just yeah, it's just harrowing. Yeah. Uh, Wayne wrote in again as well. He says, and this one, and this is regarding Hosea too. Says, and this one speaks to the moving boundaries, just like in today's times, governments slow, slowly controlling the people without them knowingly. Uh, soon we will need a license for a blender or a, <laughs> or a lawnmower. And then he quotes Hosea 5.10. It says, The princes of Judah are like those who remove a landmark. I will pour out my wrath on them like water. So, yeah, great text messages, guys. If you have any thoughts, mm. any anything that you would like to share, hey, 0491-064-669, text us on that number. And tell us, tell us what you think about these things, what's happening in our world today. And yeah, the, the shift that we're seeing towards people just being like, oh, murder. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Where do you stand on that? Where do you find that, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the biblical stand is, is quite, quite clear with that. But the challenges mm. that people have in that space, you know, within their minds and, and within those who are looking on or receiving those requests from others to actually do that. And of course, those discussions can sometimes happen beyond the family as well. But particularly when you're in a family um, situation, the challenges are so much higher in that space on where do you go with that. So, um, yeah, we're going to be moving into our encounter with God time shortly, just really shortly, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Getting into the book of Ephesians, which we've been studying through so far. We're now up to chapter three, and we're going to be seeing what's happening in that space. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. In our encounter with God time, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 3. We've been unpacking what Paul writes there. Yesterday, we actually looked at Paul being in prison and um, how he actually writes from prison to the Gentiles. And today, we're actually going on further with that because this whole week, we're actually looking at the the mystery, the mystery of the gospel. And today, we're particularly unpacking the long-hidden mystery of the gospel. Lawson, do you like mysteries? Oh, like, secrets. Yeah. You know, Thrillers. I, I think so. You know, I think it's really engaging in a media sense when you're, when you're reading a book or something and it's like you're going through and it's like, oh, who did what? Oh, did, did, did. Like, yeah. like looking through. In fact, there's a whole industry that's come out. And we actually talked about this with our resident mental health expert, Jennifer Skews. There's a whole industry that exists of people watching, what, like listening to real life, you know, murder cases and stuff, you know, mm. as, they're, as they're so mysterious and trying to solve the mysteries of these cold cases and whatnot. So it's it's very in, in mysteries are very intriguing. You know, they, we're wanting they? to we're wanting to find answers because that's the key, isn't it? It's, it is a mystery because you kind of like what? Yeah, digging. You have to actually dig deeper to find out the answers mm-hmm. and the outcome and the cause, the cause mm-hmm. of things. And so, but so it's I th- I. I don't know about you, but I certainly find it interesting that Paul mentions the words mysteries here, mm-hmm. and he actually mentions it in other places as well. But hey, let's pick up again from from Ephesians chapter three, 
Uh, do you mind reading for us Ephesians 3, verses 1 to 7, please? Sure. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ for the Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ Jesus, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of man, as it has now been revealed by the Holy Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and the partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I become I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Oh, wow. There's so much to unpack there, isn't there, really? Mm. What's really clear, though, is that Paul is writing, you know, he says, for you Gentiles, Mm -hmm. and it was given to me Mm -hmm. for you. So the revelation of, you know, God revealed himself. It was the whole conversion story. But let's unpack this word dispensation because it kind of links in with the whole grace of God too, doesn't it? But like, I can see you're itching, you're busting. Oh, Just yeah, go I'm, on, take it away, I'm and I'm going gonna, gonna to have my part today too. Absolutely, <laughs> no. Well, so, because the word dispensation here is introduced in the second verse, and basically, yeah. from the, that, from when that word is brought up in verse two until verse the beginning of verse six, yeah. Paul is qualifying what the dispensation is. Mm -hmm. And then in verse six to seven, he explains what that dispensation is. So he says, you know, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. And then he goes through verse three and four and explaining that this dispensation was previously a mystery. This dispensation was not understood by people living on earth, but has now been brought to a level of understanding in which Paul is going to share it with everyone. He says, this dispensation is incredibly important. We didn't understand it before. Now we've come to a place where we've understood it. He's revealed it by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So his fellow workers, you know, Paul and uh, those who are in Jerusalem at this time, those Mm. who are in various parts of the world going out and doing ministry. He's like, this dispensation has been revealed. And then he explains what that is in verse six and seven. It says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs, you know, of the same body. Mm -hmm. You see the difference up until this point. And and I think before, before I say what the difference is, (laughs) I will qualify what I'm going to say by saying this. There are people who would regard themselves as dispensationalists who essentially hold the belief that at various time, God saved people in various ways. Mm-hmm. And here on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, we would reject that claim. Uh, we would say, no, God has saved all people through the same way through all time. Amen. God, People have always been saved by the grace of God. Always. Always. There isn't a time in which people kept the law that mm-hmm. saved them. There isn't a time in which people were had, had a genetic background that saved them. There isn't a time in which there was any other factor that could contribute to salvation other than a human's free will decision to accept the grace of God that is given to us as a free through, gift, as as a free gift 
through Jesus, through Christ, Jesus Christ, both before his death yep. and after his death. Yep. This is, you know, the simple reality of the salvation message mm. of, of the way that God saved people. It's the same way through all time. We're not going to be standing up there in heaven and, and I'm not going to have a conversation with, with Moses where he's like, yeah, oh, nice to meet you, Lawson. How are you saved? I'm going to say, <laughs> I was saved by the grace of Christ. How are you saved? Well, I was actually saved by keeping the law of God. Mm. You know, we're not going to have those conversations. People are saved throughout all time through the same way. But then what is this dispensation? You know, what changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament? What is Paul talking about? That some kind of change has come along and the change is the context. Yes. And the context was that up until the death of Christ on the cross at the hands of the Israelites and furthermore at the hands of the Jews is that the that nation had been selected by God to be the light to the world. Mm. After they make their decision to ultimately reject their saviour, that has changed. That's right. They didn't recognise him as the Messiah when he came. Yeah. That whole first coming, which is something Brad mentioned earlier about the first, you know, that yeah, with the first and second coming, we need to be knowing and looking and being ready. But with the Jews, yeah, they didn't recognise yep. him as the Messiah at all. They were looking for him as a king, mm-hmm. and yet he came as a babe, as a human being in the flesh. Mm-hmm. That now the claim to being God's people. And again, this is very clear. This is, this is very important. Being God's people does not mean the only people that are saved in the sense of the Israelites. They had been selected for a special purpose. That was to bring the Messiah into the world. But that doesn't, didn't mean that the Gentiles around them could not be saved. Absolutely. Even though you could say, oh, they're not God's people in the sense that they don't have that mission. They can make the decision to be followers of God, you know, to live up to God's standards and whatnot. And we see that, you know, in the case of, say, Nebuchadnezzar or, you know, when Haman shows up and is like, you know, to the prophet and, you know, has all these, this disease and follows the prophet's directions. And, and if, you know, because like there were plenty of characters within the Old Testament who you couldn't have called a Jew or an Israelite mm-hmm. who were very much followers of God. I think of the likes of Job as well. You know, he was not, he was very much pre Moses. He wasn't an Israelite. He was pre Jacob. Um, yet at the same time, uh, he was very much a follower of God. But then, again, this change that we're seeing here is that now that reality of the Jews being the people of God in that sense of having that special mission to bring forth the Messiah and contain the ordinances of God within their culture and whatnot, that has changed. And that the two of them are now one. That's right. The two of them are now one, mm-hmm. and so they're actually co co partakers in it. Co partakers, because he says there in verse six, doesn't he? See, fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. And so that's the key: is that they're the, the, the they're two in one. And the word dispensation actually in Greek, if we unpack that, is oikonomia. I, think, I hope I've said that the right way. Oikonomia. Oikonomia. Oika is is ha, ha, means ha, oika is um, home, and oikonomia yeah. uh, has a meaning that a management of household or task or work, and mm. therefore it actually relates to the fact that somebody is looking after something. So in this Paul, in this in this sense, Paul isn't claiming that he's the one that has um, in initiated the gospel that it's come from him but what he is saying is that i has been given to me i've experienced it Mm -hmm. and now i it is my role to actually dispense it out to give it to others that's what Mm -hmm. he's actually talking about there in fact you know the other word that you could actually relate to that is 
stewardship or being yeah. a good good steward in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a verse that we can go to um, in First Corinthians chapter four. Sorry, first yeah, First Corinthians chapter four, verse one that actually says that really beautifully. If we um, if we go to mm-hmm. that, if you've got that one before me. Um, yeah, yeah yep. I'm just just pulling it up oh. now. First Corinthians chapter four and verse one. One where, and two, actually. One and two, where the Bible says, "Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God." Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful, and that is what Paul is doing. Isn't it's, it? It's reflected in his work, in his mission. He says, "I'm faithfully living up to this message that God has given me. That all of pe- all people are now." Heirs with Christ. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we're having our time where we encounter God through Bible study. And we always love having this time, don't we, Lawson, where we unpack so much of God's gems. And we're talking today about the hidden mysteries of the gospel and what Paul writes then. We were just talking before the song about dispensation, how that means management of and stewardship of of household, of God's work, and also how the the Jews and Gentiles became one and they became co-workers, co-heirs, which is unpacked in Ephesians 3. We're looking at verses 1 to 7 today and we're unpacking the fact that the Gentiles become fellow heirs with the same body and partakers of his promise. The other interesting thing is too that... um, Yes, thank you for the reminder. We need to go to the quiz. I got so excited about the Bible study, didn't I, that we do have one more quiz question, which we do need to have so that people can actually enter. So it's our last one for today. Thank you. So take it away, Lawson. In Second Timothy, <laughs> Paul urges Timothy to come to him before what season arrives. Hey, well, you've got one to pick from out of four. Just pick one of four. It's a 25% chance. In Second Timothy, Paul urges Timothy to come to him before what season arrives. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer. If you do, you go into the draw to win the Bible. I <laughs> just want to give it to you for the... free if you win the draw. And so to get in the draw, you have to answer questions correctly this morning. Are you going to give him a clue? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it's it's one of four, really. Just You just think about it. It's like, okay, which season is, is Paul think? It, it's two trains of thought, essentially. Because the, the extreme seasons in any region is either summer or winter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so it's <laughs> either he wants, he wants Paul to come before it gets too hot or, or Paul wants Timothy to come before it gets, gets too, too hot, cold. or he wants him to come before it gets too cold. That's right. Pick, pick one of each, yeah, guys. Yeah, I think, love the way that you did that. That's, th- a, that's a really good way that you did it. Hey, clues. <laughs> 0491-064-669, which season does Paul urge Timothy to come before, to, to arrive and to spend time with him? Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and yeah, we're talking about dispensation here, and mm. what Paul has been mm. given to preach to the Gentiles. Well, what is the inspiration? of his mission ultimately because as we've been talking about before the break he has been called by god to reveal Reveal. the gospel to the gentiles and to help them to understand that they are fellow heirs in in salvation they are fellow heirs in being the people of god 
And this dispensation has been given to him to to give. This is now his mission, his purpose. And we see that lived out through throughout his life. That, you know, he receives that. He spends some time with Barnabas, but he essentially lives and then eventually dies doing that very thing outside of his hometown of, well, Tarsus and his home country of Judea and his workplace of, his previous workplace of Jerusalem to travel all around the Gentile world sharing the gospel with the Gentiles. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And through that, what, what can apply for us is that when we... Well, here's the other thing. This is the other mystery. It's, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. the mystery of the Gentiles, but it's also the overall uh, uh, overarching mystery is the, the good news of the salvation in Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. You know, and that's the exciting thing, that that's there and accessible for all of us because... All who believe in Jesus Christ have 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 that salvation. Mm-hmm, you know, we mm-hmm. are called to come to Him. And the thing is, much like Paul was revealing the mysteries of God to the Gentiles, when we experience Jesus Christ, we can't and shouldn't hold it to ourselves. Mm. We should reveal those mysteries, and those mysteries are revealed through the Bible. Like I think of the fact, what I love is that when we actually have Bible study with other people with one another, mm. don't you have those amazing aha moments or yeah. like oh. Wow, like I love that. Or somebody pulls out a gem that you've kind of gone, I've read that passage so many times. Why haven't I seen that? Mm. Oh, I love what God's bringing out in that space. Or, hey, let me find the answer for that in another passage. And that's the beautiful thing with God's word is that the mysteries are revealed. When we pray, which we want to say, you know, that when we, when it's really important when we, when you study the Bible for yourselves at home, when you're studying the Bible and we pray here, just want to say that even though we may not be praying just as we open God's Word, we're actually always praying at the start of our show, always mm. together, that, mm. that God will, will work here and reveal things. But here's the thing, that when we pray, He does reveal, and like Paul says there, in the Spirit, through the Spirit, mm-hmm. through the Spirit. And when we were reading in 1 Corinthians 4, one, what Paul says just before that, let a man, or actually, do you want to read those two verses again? 1 sure. Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. Oh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, as I pull it up in my digital Bible here. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, here we go. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. That's actually a fantastic piece of advice there. A bit of a litmus test because I feel like in the world of preaching, in the world of, you know, being a worker of God, There is a lot of claims to having, you know, the secret sauce. Hey, I've seen something that other people haven't seen before me. And then uh, oftentimes, you know, those words are most often said before something like pretty heretical. If I, if I be honest, you know, if whether a, whether Kenneth Copeland gets up and says, guys, I found something. Did you know that you're actually God or something like that? You know, I've heard some, some interesting sermons that have come out of a motivation to go, Hey, there's something you haven't seen before, but I'm going to show you the truth. But that being said, that's not to say that there isn't a mystery in there because the Bible is literally saying that there is. But the important thing here, the, the great litmus test is moreover, it is required that stewards that one be found faithful. 
that we're faithful with the words of God, we're faithful with the text, and we're faithful in our lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what being a disciple of Jesus Christ is all about, isn't it? Being a follower of Christ is learning more and more about him and then imparting to others or sharing with others what Mm. God reveals in his word. I love the verse, if we go back to Ephesians just briefly there as well, in verse uh, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, And also how it was revealed to, um, by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. Mm. And so, you know, we know. I love that. Yeah. We've got the prophets in the Old Testament, but here I think Paul's also relating to the fact that there would have been, um, you know, a the um, prophets and the time when he he was mm-hmm. around too, but the thing is that whole revealing of of scripture to people because as we know with prophets God spoke directly to them and then reveal revealed they then spoke to the people and revealed what God was was actually saying yeah and so I love the fact that he actually says you know we can. It was to the apostles and prophets, and we are now part of that too, where the mysteries of God are revealed to us, to the Mm. Gentiles and therefore us. That's the application for us. And this is very much a part of one of the early church's mandates as kind of revealed by Peter when we read in in 2 Peter chapter 1 and, you know, picking up in verse 19 where the Bible says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of private of any private interpretation, yes. <laughs> for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I love that verse. And really Peter is getting to the heart of, hey, this information that has been given to us by God and through God is not just limited to one person's knowledge or knowing, but is in, you know, is in line with what the rest of Scripture has said. It's yes. building upon what Scripture has said, and it can be interpreted and understood not only by one outlet, but by the, the, the collective believers. Collective believers, that's you know, right. The, the church the itself, yep. you know, it, it can come to this conclusion through God's word. So it's really powerful. And that's what we're trying to do, opening God's word Absolutely. and coming to those conclusions. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. <laughs> we're coming to the end of our show, um, but... Uh, we want to go through our quiz answers, Lawson. Yeah, of so you were looking to see if I would remember or yeah, not, I'm, but I'm, it's so <laughs> important. <laughs> don't tease me. Not, don't tease I me. I didn't even say You've anything. You've been doing this stuff so much longer anything. than I have. I didn't say anything, dude. Your You've face been doing a great job. Said, I can see your Look, face. <laughs> you think I can't, Man, but I can see I your am, face. I anyway, mean, that's exciting. Let's. I, I am being accused of a crime I did not commit, I did not say, I did not participate in. Hey, look, it's fine. I didn't say it's a crime. Don't don't take me down that path. Come on. No, no, but you did have that smirk on your face. Because I'm a happy guy. Yes, you are. It's like, oh, Lawson likes to smile. That's a problem. No, no, no. We're good. All right. Take it away. What are our answers? Here we go. Paul had a vision of a man pleading with him to come to, was it A, Tarsus, B, Samaria, C, Athens, or D, Macedonia? The answer was Macedonia. Macedonia. This is one of my favorites. This is actually when the gospel right. crossed the, the, the sea, essentially, Absolutely. over from the east to the west, and from that point forward became a Western religion. And I, I, oh. I, I think I brought this up earlier, you know, this year uh, at some point when we talked about Macedonia in some sense, but I did preach 
very early this year in January, I preached about Acts 16, the story of Philippi, yeah, where this that's comes where, from. That's where it comes from. And that's right. talking about, so it seems as though the Macedonians were the first that were ready to receive the gospel. And there was maybe like five or six Macedonians in this church where I was speaking. They were like jumping for joy. They were so stoked. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that's right. We yeah, were the yeah, first we that was were. ready. Yeah. How so, exciting. Wow. That they were in your church too. They, they the loved it. Hey. Uh, next one, but as many as have received him to them, he gave he power, power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That's John chapter one and verse 12. Our next question, it was on one occasion, did Herod make an oath to Herodias's daughter? It was on his birthday. And it this is a was. really unfortunate situation because the oath that was made was then, oh, yes. uh, it was then preyed upon through. by mm. Herodias and ended with the death of John the Baptist as well, unfortunately. And we had a text message too. This is so funny coming from Kelvin. Kel- Kelvin yes. wrote, weird and wacky facts. So we get Kelvin on every all, every so often to talk about weird and wacky, last week, in fact. wacky yeah. facts from the Bible. It says, weird and wacky fact. The Bible mentions birthdays twice. Both times someone dies. Yeah. So shout out, shout out Kelvin. Right. They're very, yeah, yes. very interesting scenario and situation. Yeah. So the other one that where somebody actually died. Yeah. Or are you going to be putting that as a question sometime? Sure. You don't know. So, don't know. so the thing is in Genesis chapter 40, we actually, um, you know, during Joseph's time, mm. uh, the, the Pharaoh actually got, of course, got the chief baker hung. So, mm. and that was also around a birthday. On the, so on the that's birthday, the second yeah. one as well. So, hey. yes, yes. So, Fantastic. Yeah, next one. Final, oh, not finally, sorry, penultimately. <laughs> how many brothers did Joseph have? The answer was 11. But what's interesting is that you don't see Joseph's name in, listed in the tribes of Israel mm. uh, in, until you get to the book of Revelation. But it's actually, he is replaced by two of his kids. It's Joseph, and I believe, because uh, the, the Levites weren't an official tribe. They were just an extra people group that had, because they had no inheritance yeah. in Israel. But Levi was one of his brothers. And so Levi and Joseph is replaced by, is it? Is it Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And then finally here in Second Timothy, Paul urges Timothy to come to him before what season arrives? And the answer there was winter, which yeah. we saw people get right. I tried to fake you out. I'm like, oh, is it before it's too hot? You know, that, I think if you're living in Australia, that's what I would suggest. It's it's quite, it's getting easier and easier as the years go by to deal with the hot simultaneously though. I saw a, a weather report coming from Arizona where they're mm-hmm. consistently getting temperatures 120 degrees plus. Now that's Fahrenheit, which wow. is like 120 degrees Fahrenheit is ridiculous ridiculously warm and it's like melting bins and like melting road signs and all this stuff so it's man summers are definitely getting hotter and they've been trending upwards in desert and arid areas across the world and if you look at everything being so dry it's a concern but coming back to that one too of course the reason with that one with winter is because you know they they traveled by ship and of course in the winter you get the storms and and everything else like that that of course uh, being out on sea you don't want to be out in the winter time and Mm. hence why it says come earlier Absolutely. We just want to remind you that you're listening to The Breakfast Show and that you're with Lawson and Danuta and mm-hmm. that there's more shows coming up. We are towards the end of our show right now, only about another minute or so left. And we, we want to let you know that the Aussie pastor is on later today. Straight after us, there's the Tassie Encounters um, and so much more on Faith FM. If you love Faith FM, Download the podcast. You can listen back. You can pause things. You can unpack things by pausing it and listening back and reflecting on it and opening mm-hmm. your Bibles and things like that. That's it. And we've come to the end of our show. So remember to talk faith, live faith, 
and act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Have a great For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.